Hello everyone, welcome to another episode on my Mental, Emotional, and Self-Health podcast. I'm Jen Carol Etoile, and the founder and administrator of my free of charge, completely free, unconditional mental wellness process. I did this because there was a need for me to do it, and hopefully I was hoping that it would spill over on other people that might need it especially people that cannot afford therapy or can't find the right therapy. Ideally, I believe that the right kind of therapy is a comprehensive person-focused process where you are validated, where you are taught self-discipline, when you are taught accountability, when you are taught to have a healthy, positive life purpose, and also a good perspective on self-care and those are reflected in my modules. I formed the modules of mental, emotional, and self-health and I need I need one module to deal with the other modules and vice versa. I remember when I was in treatment I was debating with the treatment clinicians and the therapists and the doctors They were saying something like, for example, they were saying, Jen Carroll, if you just sit here in my office and just talk about your feelings and talk about your, your life experiences, especially if you were abused or whatever, that's not going to do a lot of good just to sit and talk about problems and talk about uh, issues. You know, you, you came here to achieve, to make and achieve goals in your life and you came here to be accountable for them. And I, I thought, even though I was really upset and dysregulated at the time, I thought, gee willikers, they're right about that. Even though they are not listening to me about how much I need to be validated, too. Now, I was in a mental health system that was not very friendly with feelings or validation. They, uh, they drew money from my government insurance, and they drew money from uninsured. They drew money from donations from churches as well because they were a religion-oriented hospital which I didn't mind at all um so um they did talk about God and church and um they could not of course uh, honor my belief system And even if I'd gone to a non-sectarian hospital or program, I still wouldn't have been allowed to talk about my belief systems or my spiritual systems or beliefs, because that wouldn't have been allowed. Um, We're not supposed to talk about politics or religion or sex or other hot topics. So um, I ran into some snafus, especially when I was trying to talk about my life purpose and talk about where I came from and talk about... Um, what happened to me in my childhood and other traumatic and negative and positive events that happened in my life. In fact, I was encouraged to talk about positive events more than negative ones. And I remember when I used to get go to intake, they would they would let me let it all hang out. I would I would be filling out forms like for hours, and they would want to know about my family history. I would tell them about this addiction and that addiction and this dysfunction and that dysfunction, this mental illness and that mental illness in my family 
over the generations in my family and in my life. And um, they would take it. They would seem to take it at face value. They'd say, okay, Missy, um, we'll, uh, we'll put this in the file cabinet. And God knows what they did and did to them in that file cabinet after that. You know, I can remember some times when I used to call that out literally and just say, look at my file. It says this. And that's why I act like that. And because uh, they, they wouldn't often seem to care about why I behaved a certain way in counseling or in a group or in therapy or in uh, partial and in hospitalization programs and things like that. So it got really frustrating for me and it got really frustrating to uh, them. And um, I realized in my life, I realized outside the treatment and at home and in my life, I realized when I wasn't too dysregulated, when I, when I did have a focus on where I wanted to go and, and what was wrong, I, um, realized I needed to talk about my life purpose and my life experiences. And I had to address my behavioral issues and I had to address my emotions and thoughts processes and my dysregulations, my emotional dysregulation, stuff like that. So I, they were right and I was right, but I felt like they were making me wrong and um and making themselves right because they were the therapist or the doctor or the the the, the counselor or the administrator or the uh, group leader and I was the patient I was the client I was the patient I was the one <sighs> god and um they you know looking back in hindsight I know they let me see the dark side of my modules they, they're like, uh, Jen Carroll, why do you think you're so entitled? Jen Carroll, why, why do you, um, why do you want to make other people do this? Or why do you want to compel people to think a certain way? You know, why do you want to, why do you want them to have your life purpose? And it's like, yeah, you're, you're right about that, but I need to have my life purpose. I also need to, um, share my life experiences and yeah, yeah, you're right. I'm not entitled. I'm not entitled. Then I, I addressed the behavioral and the emotions and thoughts and stuff, but they were only addressing two modules. When, when I was a child, when I was, um, treated for mental illness, when I was a child, they seemed to only address one issue, one module, one now module, the behavioral aspect. They were continually like, like, why did you drive? Why did you ride the tricycle into the nurse's station? Why did you, you know, you did this and they didn't really seem to care about my answers. They just, and of course, when they would yell and scream it at me or talk to me angrily, I would get so brain jacked. I would get so, that's a new word I invented. I would get so hijacked in the brain that I wouldn't even be able to answer them, especially when you're a five-year-old kid. So, um, all these modules to me are important and I will explain right now. Um, when you're dealing with traumatic experiences in your childhood, it is, I do agree that it is essential to have a safe person, either whether it's a peer counselor, whether it's a group or whether it's a therapist, you know, anybody stable enough to, to help you handle it. You should have professional help if you have access to it. And if it's the right kind of uh, mix, you know, in the, in the personalities and stuff with the therapist and the patient, um, I think it's essential to have, have that. Unfortunately, I didn't have that in my years. So I spent many hours and days watching, uh, YouTube videos and getting myself validated 
At the same time, I wanted to have hope that I would be able to uh, recover and regulate. So I watched videos about that in my process, and I looked at stuff uh, on forum boards and um, articles. It's not like I just, you know, found this stuff in thin air and, and started talking out of my butt. Um, I, I'm learning some things that I never thought I would learn in counseling. And when they were even trying to teach me it in counseling, I didn't get the emotions and thoughts suggestions and I did not get the cognitive behavioral and I did not get the behavioral modification because I was so shame, I was so shame filled from my childhood and I had such a distorted sense of life purpose that it just completely brain jacked me and messed up even uh, their abilities to, to help me and my abilities to even get the help or even know what I was, know what I wanted or what I needed to ask for. But I did want the validation and I did want the life purpose and they weren't giving that to me. The, the mental health system was not giving that to me. But I need one, I need two for the other two. I need one for the other. In order to deal with traumatic issues, I need to feel like I can regulate through them. I remember my first year when I did mental wellness, it was in 2014, I was starting to apply what I was learning on YouTube. And um, it was scary um, having to deal with emotional flashbacks from my childhood and going into a, a, the health food store to get myself some health food to improve my diet. That's the health module now. Um, I had to, um, I had to shake in my shoes and I had to ask for help finding the, uh, the millet. That's a, that's a food. Find the, uh, corn noodles or whatever I was looking for, the quinoa or the, the, uh, organic lettuce or whatever. I had to ask for help. And I remember walking around the store, um, behaviorally acting okay, but really freaking out emotionally, wondering if I was ever going to find the item. I was also dealing with a visual disability without a white cane because I'm not legally blind. And I was one that was even harder, made things even harder to find in the store. And it, and it made me feel like I was going to run into a person at any minute or run into a, a shelf at any minute, you know, and knock something over. So that was scary. So dealing with emotions and thoughts and giving myself permission to um, be dealing with that. I had thoughts in my brain that were saying, Jean Carroll, you've got no, per you've got no business going into a grocery store. You're, you don't know how to do it. Well, I had to tell myself, wait a minute, Jean Carroll, you're not seven years old. You're, um, you're 47, you know, you're 40 years older now. You've got, you've got boobs and you've got, you know, you're tall, you're, you're, you're five foot eight instead of uh, three foot nine or whatever. You're a grown up. And you do too have business uh, going into a the health food store and getting your food. And sure enough, I got it. And I wondered how I got it and came home. And I had to say, mental wellness. I'm validating my emotional flashbacks. And at the same time, I'm regulating my emotions. And I'm holding myself accountable for the way I'm acting. And um, if I'm acting okay, I'm acting okay. And if I'm not, oops, I'm sorry, you know and life purpose. I can have a better life purpose and better health when I do all that. And I need the sense of life purpose and I need to be healthy to do that. So the modules are interrelated. The modules are interdependent and I run, I do a multidisciplinary peer counseling process. So, um, there's some more, um, about my process 
Thank you for listening. I'm Jen Carol Etoile.